Hi there, I'm Craig Merriman and welcome to another episode of Focus on the Patient podcast. In today's episode, we kick off week two of four, highlighting West Cancer Clinic in Memphis, Tennessee. In this episode, our guest is Leanne Sodden. Leanne details the start of West Cancer Foundation and the different programs and services they have implemented to truly make a difference in their community. Thanks for listening. Please enjoy the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Focus on the Patient podcast, where we explore standards of excellence in healthcare, particularly focused in the cancer setting. Today's recording is a podcast on the mini-series Addressing Breast Cancer Disparities in Memphis. And with me today, we have Leanne Bodden, Executive Director of the West Cancer Foundation. Welcome, Leanne, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so before we delve into the actual foundation, do you mind t- sharing a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I am, I've been in Memphis for 32 years now, uh, married to a wonderful man with a fur child and um, love Memphis. I love my job. I love what I do. Amazing. Amazing. Um, now, you know, this mini series has really been focused on how Memphis is addressing breast cancer disparities. And one of the things that, that we had discussed and really um, ha- have a chance to highlight is the actual West Cancer Foundation. So it, it being a leading oncology foundation locally within Memphis, Tennessee and associated with um, with West Cancer Clinic. Um can you just highlight a little bit of the West Cancer Foundation? What do you do and and how are you able to truly serve serve the community? Sure. Uh, I'd like to tell a little bit about how, how we came to be. Uh, in December of 2013, there was a front page article on the New York Times, and it said that Memphis was number one in breast cancer mortality, African-American women versus Caucasian women. Uh, our, our doctors, our uh, leaders in the medical community obviously knew that we had a problem, but seeing it splashed across the front page of the New York Times really set into motion uh, the program that we're continuing today. Um, So we want to get out of that number. We want to get out of the top 10. We want to be at the very bottom uh, of that number. So that's one reason why we were formed in 2020 was to continue the great work that's been done um, and keep trying to reach out to women, navigate women, help them understand the importance of early detection and screenings and provide other programs and services to complement the trying to get us off that bad list. uh, It was on the New York Times. I think I think that's amazing. And so we you had talked about, um, you know, uh, certainly the intent of saying, hey, we we don't want to be number one. And it kind of if if I might, you know, add probably created a rallying call right for the for locally or uh, of the, you know, physicians, the community advocacy, et cetera, to actually come together and, and really, you know, put put some. Uh, wheels in motion to address it. You talk about early screening rates and navigation. Um, can we delve maybe a little bit deeper and, and understand, you know, tactically boots on the ground? How how are you guys approaching that? Um, and and is it working? Uh, sure, uh, I believe it's working. Uh, to date, this year, twenty twenty one, we have been able to reach out to eight hundred seventy women that are underserved uh, that need to get their mammogram uh, with. COVID, it's been even a a greater challenge because of the fear of COVID, but uh, our medical professionals tell us that um, the delaying your breast cancer screening is actually much more risky uh, than getting COVID when you go to get your mammogram. So we're trying to educate not only about the importance, but also don't worry about COVID, worry about your breast health. 
Um, we have done a great job with partnering with a lot of community uh, organizations, such as uh, Christ Community Health Center, uh, Church Health Center, the Memphis Clinic, um, several other resources we have in the community that have the same mission that we do to help those uh, that are underserved in the community for various reasons. Uh, and that has been a, a great partnership with most of them. We have started um, just now working and building a faith-based initiative. We've uh, identified 50 of the largest uh, congregations in the Memphis area, and we're reaching out to them to uh, form these partnerships so that we can be uh, a part of their activities, be included in their sermons, be included in their newsletters, uh, visit with them, uh, educate their leadership with information, brochures, pamphlets, whatever they need uh, to help them understand the importance. We all know that, um, uh, especially in the South, uh, I was raised way deep in the South, and I know that people will listen to their church leadership sometimes more than they will listen to anyone else, much less their physician. Uh, so we we know that as a tried and true tactic, and it is working, and we're excited about being able to continue to grow that program with all of the congregations. We're also going to be working with Kojic uh, pretty soon, the beginning of the year. So a lot of great things happening, but there's a lot of work to be done. That, that sounds like it, and that's incredible. And I would just you know offer, I mean, to serve 870 women, uh, given the current state, right? With the, with the pandemic, must have been, um, you know, that's quite a Herculean effort to to reach those numbers. So, congrats, congratulations! You must feel be feeling, you know, really good about what you've been able to accomplish, but also excited about the expansion and and uh, you know the network that you have uh, certainly with your faith based initiative. That's wonderful. Um, so what, what are your, um, would love to understand kind of what, what are your goals actually for, for next year? Um, you know, do you have numbers goals or are you, are you looking at kind of, um, you know, in, impact with, with certain, uh, you know, community, uh, leaders, um, what, what are, what are you looking forward to with 2022? A lot. It's, it's very, very exciting. We had our final board meeting of the, of the year, uh, Tuesday morning, and I'm, I'm fortunate to have the greatest board of directors uh, there is in town. They're so supportive of what we do, and they understand the importance of what we're doing in the community, and they all love our community and want to ensure that uh, we can do everything we can to help people who need us. Transportation uh, nationwide is always the number one barrier to health care, so we have a transportation program that we kicked off uh, more of a pilot because we need to understand exactly what the transportation needs are for cancer patients, not only prevention of cancer screenings, but also especially patients in active treatment. We are actively working on a partnership with the University of Memphis School of Public Health. Uh, University of Memphis is becoming one of the greatest research uh, universities in the country. And partnering with them, uh, we were able to provide funding for research that looks at the socioeconomic side of disparities in our community. And they're also going to help us understand how are we really making a difference? Because we can talk about numbers. I can tell you 870, which is a great number, but are we truly making a difference? And uh, yes, we are. We know for getting women in for their screenings, we are. But how can we show that we literally have changed something in a zip code or in a certain part of our community? So we're excited about that partnership as well. And our lymphedema and post mastectomy program continues to be one of the best programs that we have. And we don't, there are no other avenues for funding for those programs. Uh, so we're very proud to be able to provide that program as well. 
That's that's amazing. And let, let's actually lean in a little bit there. So that's lymphedema and postmastectomy garment assistance program. Do you mind, you know, telling us a little bit more about what that program offers? How long has it been in existence and and um and how do you get the word out? Sure. Um we get the word out through mainly its referrals. Uh, many of our physicians, breast surgeons, breast oncologists in the in the community, they are aware of this program because it has been around for a while. We took it up uh, two years ago, uh, but it's it is one of a kind, and the referrals come from not only the physicians. Uh, NPs, but also from the other community centers that I mentioned earlier that we work with. And it's, um, I didn't know as much about it. Fortunately, lymphedema uh, is such a painful, horrible side effect of many women with breast cancer, other cancers as well, but it's more common in women with breast cancer. And if you don't have insurance and you can't afford to buy the bandages, the garments, the gloves, it can be debilitating pain. Um, so we're very happy to be able to provide that service and, and fill a void in the community. That's really our goal. And that is what my board charges me with is find the voids and the barriers and let's knock those barriers down. Absolutely. That's, 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 that's amazing because I think, you know, we talk about, um, you know, d- disparities in care. And you you had mentioned that certainly there's an effort now to improve uh, screening rates, but the navigation and the the addressing the critical moves and addressing the critical services that can and should be available, um, you know, irrespective of what what a in, you know woman's means are, um, is something that I think the the West Cancer the West Foundation is just um, you know able to truly. Uh, create a phenomenal impact in the community with. So um, that's, that's absolutely amazing. And can you, can you tell me, so how um, uh, does a woman actually have to be uh, a West cancer uh, patient to take advantage of the, um, of the garment assistance program or um, how, how do you get outreach? Not at all. We, we work with any patient, uh, any provider, wow. in town, all of the hospital systems, uh, any clinic, anyone who would have an opportunity or a reason to refer women uh, we work with them. We're not strictly working with just West Cancer Center patients. Uh, we work with Baptist, Methodist, uh, St. Francis Hospital, and many other providers in town. The Church Health Center is a huge referral source into all of our programs, and they're a wonderful resource in this community, and we're proud to partner with them. And we have a team member, and all she does all day is she works with people. Um, she calls women. She calls and, and explain to them how important it is. And she's a the perfect personality for this because she's a little bit of a motherly personality. And she explains to them why it is so important. And uh, she doesn't take no for an answer. Uh, she she keeps on until she gets them scheduled and navigated to their screening opportunity. And she also helps uh, schedule their transportation if they need it to and from a screening. And she follows the women on Uber and tracks them and holds their hands literally and physically through that process. So she is an incredible asset to the foundation and to the community as well. Oh, that's that's absolutely amazing. And I think, you know, I'll, I'll just highlight too, when we talk about, um, you know, Memphis truly coming together uh, to, to systematically address those disparities, one of the things that I just find remarkable is particularly with the uh, ability for West to reach out and, and, and partner and ensure that the services, the resources, the lessons learned that, um, that you have are um, you know, really intended towards impact locally, right? And I, I think that that's just such a, a remarkable learning that can be adopted, um, you know, at, certainly out, outside of Memphis as well. And so um, that's, um, 
it's it's a way that you you truly focus on the patient, right? And and uh, how it's really like I said, it's absolutely remarkable. Um, Thank you for time. Is there is there you know one of the things ways that we close is actually a, a bit of a call to action, and so I'd love to you know understand from your perspective. Is there anything that you would like to you know ask our listeners for, or, or um, you know perhaps just increase awareness around what you're able to do with the foundation? Absolutely. So, so we are a nonprofit, so we uh, are dependent upon the charity and uh, the big hearts of all the people in our community. And uh, our, our donors like to know that their money stays in Memphis. It stays locally. Everything we do is local, and they know that it goes to help our, our fellow Memphians. Um, so we're always raising money, always fundraising. Um, you can go to westcancerfoundation.org and learn more about us and what we do in our programs. And also, the donate button is included. Uh, on our website, and uh, we we do are asking for end of year gifts right now to be able to fund all the programs that we want to do in 2022. So it is the season of giving. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And so westcancerfoundation.org, and uh, I'm sure there's a pretty prominent donate button that there should should we like to give. So excellent, um, Leanne. Thank you so much for your time today. I think it was just. Um, you know, just to, to wrap up in closing, to highlight um, the, the West Foundation, um, the West Cancer Foundation, and in knowing all of the different services that you're able to have, the, the outreach strategies that you have within the community, and really, again, focus, focus on impact, taking that public health metrics-based approach to say, are we actually creating the intended impact that we want? So um, bravo to you guys. Very excited to see uh, what sort of, um, you know, um, services you're able to expand upon in 2022. And um, thank you for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you.